Book Two, Canto Four, The Legend of Sir Gion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, go to LibriVox.org. The Fairy Queen by Edmund Spencer. Book Two, The Legend of Sir Gion, Canto Four. Gion does furor bind in chains, and stops occasion, delivers feed on, and therefore by strife is railed upon. In brave pursuit of honorable deed, there is I know not what great difference between the vulgar and the noble seed, which unto things of valorous pretense seems to be borne by native influence, as feats of arms and love to entertain but chiefly skilled to ride, seems a science proper to gentle blood. Some others feign to manage steeds, as did this vaunter, but in vain. But he, the rightful owner of that steed, who well could manage and subdue his pride, the whiles on foot was forced for to yield, with that black palmer his most trusty guide, who suffered not his wandering feet to slide, but when strong passion or weak fleshliness would from the right way seek to draw him wide, he would through temperance and steadfastness teach him the weak to strengthen and the strong suppress. It fortuned forth faring on his way, he saw from far, or seemed far to see, some troublous uproar or contentious fray, whereto he drew in haste it to agree a madman, or that feigned mad to be, drew by the hair along upon the ground, a handsome stripling with great cruelty, whom sore he bet and gored with many a wound, that cheeks with tears and sides with blood did all abound. And him behind a wicked hag did stalk, in ragged robes and filthy disarray, her other leg was lame, that she no to walk, but on a staff her feeble steps did stay, her locks, that loathly were, and hoary grey, grew all afore, and loosely hung unrolled, but all behind was bald and worn away, that none thereof could ever taken hold, and eke her face ill-favoured, full of wrinkles old. And ever as she went her tongue did walk in foul reproach, and terms of vile despite, provoking him by her outrageous talk, to heap more vengeance on that wretched wight. Sometimes she wrought him stones wherewith to smite, sometimes her staff, though it her one leg were, without in which she could not go upright. Nay, any evil means she did forbear, that might him move to wrath and indignation rear. The noble Gion moved with great remorse approaching. First the hag did thrust away, and after adding more impetuous force, his mighty hands did on the madman lay, and plucked him back, who all on fire straightway, against him turning all his fell intent, with beastly brutish rage gan him assay, and smut, and bit, and kicked and scratched, and rent, and did he wist not what, 
in his avengement. And sure he was a man of mickled might, had he had governance it well to guide, but when the frantic fit inflamed his sprite, his force was vain and strook more often wide than at the aimed mark which he had eyed, and oft himself he chanced to hurt unwares, whilst reason blent through passion not descried. But as a blind-fold bull at random fares, and where he hits not knows, and whom he hurts not cares. His rude assault and rugged handling strange seemed to the knight, that I with foe in fair defence and goodly managing of arms was wont to fight, yet Nathamo was he abashed now, not fighting so, but more enfierced through his currish play, him sternly gripped, and hailing to and fro, to overthrow him strongly did assay, but overthrew himself unwares, and lower lay. And being down, the villain sore did beat, and bruise with clownish fists his manly face, and eke the hag, with many a bitter threat, still called upon to kill him in the place, with whose reproach and odious menace the knight emboiling in his haughty heart, knit all his forces, and gan soon unbrace his grasping hold. So lightly did upstart, and drew his deadly weapon, to maintain his part. Which when the palmer saw, he loudly cried, Not so, O Gaia, never think that so, that monster can be mastered, or destroyed. He is not, ah, he is not such a foe, as steel can wound, our strength can overthrow. That same is furor, cursed cruel wight, that unto knighthood works much shame and woe. And that same hag, his aged mother height, occasion, the root of all wrath and despite, with her who so will raging furor tame, must first begin, and well her amenage, first her restrain from her reproachful blame, and evil means with which she doth enrage her frantic son, and kindles his courage. Then when she is withdrawn, or strong withstood, it's eath his idle fury to assuage, and calm the tempest of his passion would. The banks are overflowen, when stopped is the flood. Therewith Sir Guyon left his first emprise, and turning to that woman fast her hint by the hoar locks, that hung before her eyes, and to the ground her threw, yet nood she stent her bitter, railing and foul revilement, but still provoked her son to wreak her wrong. But nay the less he did her still torment, and catching hold of her ungracious tongue, thereon an iron lock did fasten, firm and strong. Then, when his use of speech was from her reft, with her two crooked hands she signs did make, and beckoned him the last help she had left. But he that last left help away did take, and both her hands fast bound unto a stake that she note stir. Then gan her son to fly full fast away, and did her quite forsake. But Guyon after him in haste did hie, and soon overtook in sad perplexity. In his strong arms he stiffly him embraced, who him, gain-striving, 
not at all prevailed. For all his power was utterly defaced, And furious fits at erst quite weren quailed. Oft he reinforced, and oft his forces failed, Yet yield he would not, nor his rancor slack. Then him to ground he cast, and rudely hailed, And both his hands fast bound behind his back, And both his feet in fetters to an iron rack. With hundred iron chains he did him bind, And hundred knots that did him sore constrain, Yet his great iron teeth he still did grind, And grimly gnash, threatening revenge in vain. His burning iron, whom bloody strakes did stain, Stared full wide, and threw forth sparks of fire, And more for rank despite than for great pain shaked his long locks colored like copper wire and bit his tawny beard to shew his raging ire then when his guyon furor had captived turning about he saw that wretched squire whom that madman of life nigh late deprived lying on the ground all soiled with blood and mire whom when as he perceived to respire he gan to comfort and his wounds to dress. Being at last recured, he gan inquire what hard mishap him brought to such distress, and made that caitiff's thrall the thrall of wretchedness. With heart then throbbing, and with watery eyes, Fair sir, quoth he, what man can shun the hap that hidden lies, unwares him to surprise? Misfortune waits advantage to entrap the man most wary in her whelming lap. So me, weak wretch, of many weakest one, unwitting and unware of such mishap, she brought to mischief through occasion, where this same wicked villain did me light upon. It was a faithless squire that was the source of all my sorrow, and of these sad tears with whom from tender dug of commune nurse at once i was upbrought and eft when years more ripe us reason lent to choose our peers ourselves in league of valid love we knit in which we long time without jealous fears or faulty thoughts continued as was fit and for my part i vow dissembled not a whit it was my fortune, commune to that age, to love a lady, fair of great degree, the which was born of noble parentage, and set in highest seat of dignity, yet seemed no less to love than loved to be. Long I her served, and found her faithful still, nay ever thing could cause us disagree. Love that two hearts makes one, makes eke one will, each strove to please, and others pleasure to fulfill. My friend, hide Philemon, I did partake of all my love and all my privity, who greatly joyous seemed for my sake, and gracious to that lady as to me, nay, ever white, that mote so welcome be, as he to her, withouten blot or blame, nay, ever thing that she could think or see but unto him she would impart the same, O wretched man that would abuse so gentle dame. 
At last such grace I found, and means I wrought, that I, that lady to my spouse had won, accord of friends, consent of parents sought, affiance made, my happiness begun, there wanted naught but few rites to be done, which marriage make, that day too far did seem, most joyous man on whom the shining sun did show his face, myself I did esteem, and that my falser friend did no less joyous deem. But ere that wished day his beam disclosed, he either envying my toward good, or of himself to treason ill-disposed, one day unto me came in friendly mood, and told for secret how he understood that lady whom I had to me assigned, had both disdained her honourable blood, and eke the faith which she to me did bind, and therefore wished me stay, till I more truth should find. The gnawing anguish and sharp jealousy, which his sad speech infixed in my breast, rankled so sore and festered inwardly, that my ingrieved mind could find no rest, till that the truth thereof I did outrest, and him besought by that same sacred band betwixt us both, to counsel me the best. He then with solemn oath and plighted hand, assured ere long the truth, to let me understand. Ere long with like again he boarded me, saying he now had bolted all the floor, and that it was a groom of base degree, which of my love was partner paramour, who used in a darksome inner bower her oft to meet, which better to approve he promised to bring me at that hour, when I should see that would me nearer move and drive me to withdraw my blind abused love. This graceless man for furtherance of his guile did court the handmaid of my lady dear, who glad to bosom his affection vile, did all she might more pleasing to appear. One day to work her to his will more near, he wooed her thus, Priene, so she height, with great despite it doth fortune to thee bear, thus lowly to abase thy beauty bright, that it should not deface all others' lesser light. But if she had her least help to thee lent, to adorn thy form according to thy desert, Their blazing pride thou wouldst soon have blent, And stained their praises with thy least good part. Nay should fair Claribel with all her art, Though she, thy lady be, approach thee near, For proof thereof this evening, as thou art, Array thyself in her most gorgeous gear, That I may more delight in thy embracement dear. The maiden, proud through praise, and mad through love, him hearkened to, and soon herself arrayed. The whiles to me the treacher did remove his crafty engine, and as he said, me leading in a secret corner laid, the sad spectator of my tragedy, where left he went, and his own false part played, disguised like that groom of base degree, whom he had feigned the abuser of my love to be. Eftsoons he came unto the appointed place, and with him brought Priene rich arrayed in Clarabelle's clothes, her proper face 
I not discerned in that darksome shade, but weened it was my love with whom he played. Ah, God, what horror and tormenting grief! My heart, my hands, mine eyes, and all assayed. Me liefer were ten thousand deaths brief than wound of jealous worm and shame of such reprief. I, whom returning, fraught with foul despite, and choying vengeance all the way I went, soon as my loathed love appeared in sight, with wrathful hand I slew her innocent, that after soon I dearly did lament. For when the cause of that outrageous deed demanded, I made plain and evident her faulty handmaid, which that bale did breed, confessed how Philemon her wrought to change her weed, which when I heard with horrible affright and hellish fury all enraged, I sought upon myself that vengeable despite to punish, yet it better first I thought to wreak my wrath on him that first it wrought, to Philemon false fate or Philemon I cast to pay that I so dearly bought. Of deadly drugs I gave him drink anon, And washed away his guilt with guilty potion. Thus heaping crime on crime and grief on grief, To loss of love adjoining loss of friend, I meant to purge both with a third mischief, And in my woes beginner it to end. That was Priene, she did first offend, She last should smart with which cruel intent, when I at her my murderous blade did bend, she fled away with ghastly dreariment, and I, pursuing my fell purpose, after went. Fear gave her wings, and rage enforced my flight, through woods and plains, so long I did her chase, till this madman, whom your victorious might hath now fast bound, me met in middle space as i her so he me pursued apace and shortly overtook i breathing ire sore chaffed at my stay in such a case and with my heat kindled his cruel fire which kindled once his mother did more rage inspire betwixt them both they have me done to die through wounds and strokes and stubborn handling that death were better than such agony, As grief and fury unto me did bring, Of which in me yet sticks the mortal sting, That during life will never be appeased. When he thus ended had his sorrowing, Said Gion, Squire, sore have ye been diseased, But all your hurts may soon through temperance be eased. Then gan the palmer thus, most wretched man, That to affections does the bridle lend. In their beginning they are weak and wan, But soon, through sufferance, grow to fearful end. Whiles they are weak betimes, with them contend, For when they once to perfect strength do grow, Strong wars they make, and cruel battery bend Gainst fort of reason it to overthrow. Wrath, jealousy, grief, love, this squire have laid thus low. Wrath, jealousy, grief, love, do thus expel. Wrath is a fire, and jealousy a weed. 
Grief is a flood, and love a monster fell. The fire of sparks, the weed of little seed, The flood of drops the monster filth did breed. But sparks, seed, drops, and filth do thus delay. The sparks soon quench, the springing seed outweed, The drops dry up, and filth wipe clean away. So shall wrath, jealousy, grief, love, die and decay. Unlucky squire, said Guyon, sith thou hast fallen unto mischief through intemperance, henceforth take heed of that thou now hast passed, and guide thy ways with wary governance, least worse betide thee by some later chance. But read how art thou named, and of what kin, Feed on I height, quoth he, and do advance mine ancestry from famous Coradin, who first to raise our house to honour did begin. Thus as he spake, lo, far away they spied a varlet running towards hastily, whose flying feet so fast their way applied that round about a cloud of dust did fly, which mingled all with sweat, did dim his eye. He soon approached, panting, breathless, what, and all so soiled that none could him descry. His countenance was bold and bashed not for Guyon's looks, but scornful eye-glance at him shot. Behind his back he bore a brazen shield, on which was drawn fair in colours fit, a flaming fire in midst of bloody field, and round about the wreath this word was writ, burnt i do burn right well beseemed it to be the shield of some redoubted knight and in his hand two darts exceeding flit and deadly sharp he held whose heads were dight in poison and in blood of malice and despite when he in presence came to guyon first he boldly spake Sir knight, if knight thou be, abandon this forestalled place at erst, for fear of further harm I counsel thee, or bide the chance at thine own jeopardy. The knight at his great boldness wondered, and though he scorned his idle vanity, yet mildly him to purpose answered, for not to grow of naught, he it conjectured. Varlet, this place most due to me I deem, Yielded by him that held it forcibly. But whence should come that harm which thou dost seem To threat to him that minds his chance to buy? Perdi, said he, here comes, and is hard by a knight of wondrous power And great assay, that never yet encountered enemy, But did him deadly daunt or foul dismay. Nay thou for better hope, if thou his presence stay. How hight he then, said Guyon, and from whence? Pyrocles is his name, renowned far, For his bold feats and hardy confidence, Full oft approved in many a cruel war, The brother of Chimocles, Both which are the sons of old Acrates and Despite, Acrates, son of Phlegeton and Jar. But Phlegeton is son of Heribus and Knight, But Heribus, son of Eternity is height. So from immortal race he does proceed, That mortal hands may not withstand his might. 
drad for his daring do and bloody deed, for all in blood and spoil is his delight. His am I at in, his in wrong and right, that matter make for him to work upon, and stir him up to strife and cruel fight. Fly, therefore, fly this fearful stead anon, least to thy fool hard eyes work thy sad confusion. His be that care whom most it doth concern, said he, but whither with such hasty flight art thou now bound? For well mote I discern great cause that carries thee so swift and light. My lord, quoth he, me sent, and straight behight to seek occasion, where so she be, for he is all disposed to bloody fight, and breathes out wrath and heinous cruelty. Hard is his hap that first falls in his jeopardy. Madman, said then the palmer, that does seek occasion to wrath and cause of strife, she comes unsought and shunned follows eke. Happy who can abstain when rank or rife kindles revenge and threats his rusty knife. Woe never once, where every cause is caught, and rash occasion makes unquiet life. Then lo, where bound she sits, whom thou hast sought, said Guyon, let that message to thy lord be brought. That when the varlet heard and saw, straightway he waxed wondrous wroth, and said, Vile knight, that knights and knighthood dost with shame upbray, and shewst the ensample of thy childish might, with silly weak old woman thus to fight. Great glory and gay spoil sure hast thou got, and stoutly proud thy puissance here in sight, that shall Pyrocles well requite I wot, and with thy blood abolish so reproachful blot. With that one of his brilliant darts he threw, headed with ire and vengeable despite, the quivering steel his aimed end well knew, and to his breast itself intended right. But he was wary, and ere it impite in the mint mark, advanced his shield atween, on which it seizing no way intermight, but back rebounding left the forkhead keen. Eftsoons he fled away, and might nowhere be seen. End of Canto 4